So the listeners who know me personally have asked me why I don't talk about business on BU. Well, the reason is because it just didn't feel right. I was following my gut, my heart, and my intuition. And now I know that the time is now. So I'm really, really happy about a decision that we made at BU. And that is to create a spinoff channel. So if you go over to bu.supercast.tech, you will discover BU in business. On that platform, I will share all things sales, marketing, team building, attraction marketing, building a business without sacrificing your integrity, your values, your energy, and yourself. I did it the wrong way for a lot of years. I was the queen of hustle and grind. And yes, I did build a very substantial business that I was proud of, but it came at a huge cost. And a lot of women are out there building businesses, sacrificing themselves. I'm excited to share with you what I learned and the evidence I have to prove that that new way of building business as myself, the real version of myself, without being cookie cutter, without sacrificing what really made sense to me in my heart, how that brought me more growth and more income than I had ever made with so much less effort. I've lived through both the before and the after, and I'm excited to teach you everything that I figured out the hard way. I will save you years and years of mistakes and painful lessons. And I realize that now is the time to do that. I'm truly, truly, truly all in with this. And I can't wait to get into that with you and go as deep as you want to go. You'll be able to interact with me. You'll be able to make suggestions about episodes, ask me questions. And I think you're going to be very refreshed by what you see over there. It's not what you're seeing everywhere on social media and in other programs. I'm going to be so real and raw and honest with you. And my greatest joy is going to be empowering women to be hugely successful without feeling drained, without feeling that relationships are strained, and without feeling like there's nothing left for you. There's a better way to build. And I'm going to show you how. So meet me over on Supercast and we'll get started together. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. 
And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So as women, we are programmed to believe, or I should say we, many of us choose to believe, (laughs) we're buying into the programming, how about that, that it's bad to be high maintenance. And even the term high maintenance brings a negative connotation. High maintenance causes us to picture the woman who is never happy. Nothing's ever good enough for her. She only can have the best of the best. And even that is not okay. She's high maintenance because she needs everything done better. She has to have a certain amount of money. She has to have designer things. I mean, just even as I'm describing it right now, I bet you can feel what I'm feeling. Ew, who wants to be that? And then the women who we say are high maintenance because we're labeling them, We're criticizing them. We're mocking them. We look at them and assume that they are high maintenance. They all fit into a certain box. They look a certain way. They talk a certain way. They act a certain way. And we're just so certain that none of that is good. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be associated with that. But maybe we do. Maybe secretly deep down, we actually want to be high maintenance. Maybe deep down, we actually are okay with saying, you know what? I want what I want and I want it when I want it. And why isn't it okay to say that? Do I have to have it? No, but it's okay to say I would like that. It's okay to have high standards. Why is it okay for a man or even a woman, I would say, but let's say in this situation, a man in a business to have extremely high standards. He has high standards. He wants things done a certain way. And he's called a leader, a badass. A woman in that circumstance is a bitch. She's a tyrant. She's a slave driver. Nothing's ever good enough for her. And what about in life? The men who are high maintenance, if they take care of their bodies and they get pampered, oh, it's just so cute, isn't it? That they're getting pedicures and massages. Ooh, I like it. I like the fact that he's metro. If he has high standards and he only wants designer things or wants a nice car, he's just ambitious. But a woman who does that is selfish. She's materialistic. I know that there are women out there who secretly want to be high maintenance. They just don't want the stigma that comes with it. They don't want the negative connotation that comes with it. They get to a point in their self-development where they say, you know what? I do want nice things. I don't have to have them. I don't need them to have peace and happiness and true inner joy and connection. But I want them. And I like things done a certain way. And I want to be able to ask for what I want. If someone asks me where I want to go to eat, I want to say that I want to go to that restaurant. It could be a dive that's cheap or it could be a five-star restaurant. But either way, I want to be able to say that this is what I want. I want to be able to declare this is what I want. But we're afraid to say it. I know I was for so long. I wanted to be the opposite of high maintenance. I wanted to be the cool girl. Even a woman in my 40s, I wanted people to say, 
Oh, it hardly takes her any time to get ready. Oh, yeah, she's not like other women. I wanted to be able to say that it didn't take me much time to get ready, that I don't need to be pampered. I don't need nice things. I don't need you to bring me flowers. I have a friend whose birthday just isn't a big deal to her. And I felt like I should be like that. For whatever reason, birthdays just aren't important to her. I think there's something underneath that, to tell you the truth. I think that if you dig into her childhood, probably there's a story behind that, that she's subconsciously holding on to. I'm just saying. Because it isn't just, oh, it's not a big deal. It's, I don't do anything for my birthday. Nope, nope, don't even mention it. Nope. So that's a whole different story. But I thought I needed to be like her. If my husband said that it took me a long time to get ready, don't tell people that. I don't want people to know that it takes me a long time to get ready because then they're thinking I'm putting 10 layers of makeup on. Look, I hardly have any makeup on. Look, look at me. Look how natural I am. I don't do Botox. Why is it so important for me to make sure people know that I don't use Botox? It isn't just because I want people to think I'm a natural beauty, right? That I'm just not aging. It's that I also don't want to look like I'm high maintenance. I really like the way it looks to have the lash extensions on. My daughter is one of the best lash artists around. And I don't get mine done, partly because I have a problem making time for myself and doing things for me. Different episode. But also because if I'm really honest, there's a part of me that feels like that's high maintenance. For years, I never got my nails done because I didn't have the money to do it. I also wasn't willing to allocate the money because it was something for me that I felt like was high maintenance. But when I remarried, my husband's like, why don't you get your nails done? I'm like, no, I don't need to do that. And I thought it was more attractive for me to be a low maintenance, easygoing gal until I got my nails done. I was like, shit, I like this. (laughs) I don't like the process of getting my nails done, but I love the way it looks. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to keep doing that. We would go shopping and I would pick the least expensive thing because I didn't want to be high maintenance. Meanwhile, he would just get what he wanted. He didn't worry about how he landed for me. He just bought whatever he wanted. I was afraid to say what kind of car I wanted. On my vision board was a Porsche or Porsche as it's supposed to be said. See, even that, I don't want to say Porsche because it sounds so high maintenance. So I say Porsche. Only people who say Porsche are what? Informed, that's what. (laughs) But I call it a Porsche. But I wanted that car and I was afraid to say it. I was afraid to say it out loud. We could afford it. I worked hard. I made a lot of money. And even if I didn't, my husband could afford it. Oh no, couldn't do that. If I didn't make very much money and my husband could afford it, oh, that would be even worse. I would be even more high maintenance because this way, at least I could tell people that I bought it myself. I mean, it's a sickness. (laughs) I've been sick for a long time until I decided to be cured. And I think I'm, I'm cured. I still have a few ailments left, which are under the umbrella of this disease called, I think I need to be low maintenance. And that means when I decide to do something for myself or I decide to get something that I want and it feels high maintenance for a minute and I pull back or I resist, that's still an ailment attached to it, but I still push forward. And I mean like just recently, I mean literally just a couple of months ago, I went online and I ordered things that I wanted that looked good and that I thought would feel good on my body, clothes from free people. I mean, we're not talking like, Christian Dior here, but free people. They weren't cheap. You know, dresses around 150 US dollars, maybe 175. That's a lot of money to me. But I went ahead and got a few dresses, got a few things, and I didn't say anything about it 
to my husband until maybe an hour later. And I sent a text and said, Hey, just so you know. And he's like, Jill, I don't care. Don't, you don't have to tell me. It's fine. Now, some of that, of course, is connected to an unhealthy money story, which we still haven't dug into yet on this podcast. But some of it isn't. Some of it is just that insecurity around being myself. Don't want to be too much. Because as women, we're always afraid that we are not enough. And we're always afraid that we might be too much, which are the same thing, by the way. And so we're constantly walking this tightrope. And we're so worried about how we're perceived instead of us getting what the fuck we want. Doing what the fuck we want. I remember in Glennon Doyle's book, She was talking about Alicia Keys and Alicia Keys had made an announcement that she was no longer wearing makeup. And then maybe a year later, a reporter was in her dressing room interviewing her and said, as she's putting her makeup on, her lipstick on, I thought you said that you don't wear makeup anymore. And she turned around and she looked at him and she said, I'm Alicia Keys and I do what the fuck I want. (laughs) I heard that and I was like, oh, yeah. It's not just about reserving the right to change your mind. I almost did an episode today about that. I reserve the right to change my mind. We'll talk about that another time. It's not just that. I reserve the right to be and have what I freaking want. Period. End of story. No explanation needed. Exclamation point. Done. Why can't we just live that way? All of a sudden, flags are coming up for you. I know many of you listening are like, yeah, but because we picture the worst case scenario. We picture the bitch. We picture F you. I'm getting first in line. Screw you. I'm going to get thirds before you've gotten a serving. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about truly asking what you want for Christmas instead of pretending that you don't need anything. It's all about the kids. When I married my husband, I felt like I needed to be the cool girl, the low maintenance girl. I was so worried that people were going to think that I was marrying him for money. So I made sure to say that I didn't want a diamond. Now, do I need a diamond? I see people all the time who just have a nice little band and they don't care. No, but I personally want one and there's nothing wrong with that. And I really wanted a beautiful diamond ring. And I said, oh, no, 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 I don't want that. No, 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 no. Make it low key. Just make it no big deal. And he listened. And he did exactly what I asked for. And I didn't like it. It was beautiful. And it had obviously so much sentimental value. It was gorgeous, by the way. It wasn't just some (laughs) like plain little band. I mean, it was beautiful. He designed it himself. It was gorgeous. And it wasn't exactly what I wanted. I wanted a diamond with band. When it came to our wedding, I secretly wanted to wear a big, beautiful wedding gown. My first wedding, I didn't pick out what I wanted. I allowed, and it's my fault, not theirs, my sisters-in-law both to basically choose everything because I was young and insecure and I didn't want to be what? I didn't want to be high maintenance. It's like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. I picked the first dress that I tried on. Oh, no big deal. Fine. Yep. That's good. Sure. And I ended up hating everything. So this time, 20 years later, was going to be different. But then it wasn't. Because someone made a comment, well, it's your second marriage. You're in your 40s. You're not going to wear some big white wedding dress, are you? And I was like, uh, of course I'm not. <laughs> are you kidding me? Duh. Yeah. I'm going to take that off my Pinterest board as in now. Of course I was going to wear a white wedding dress, a beautiful one. I was so excited to pick one out. And so instead, what did I do? I went into the store 
a local store here in my town and I bought a $60 dress and I convinced my fiance and myself that I loved it and he was going to love it too. I mean, it's cute, but it is no wedding dress. Now you might be listening going, why do you need that? Because I'm me. You're you, I'm me. I have a friend who didn't care. She got married in the woods wearing a something that looks like a sundress, right? But I wanted that. I wanted a beautiful dress. It didn't have to be thousands and thousands of dollars. But I didn't allow myself that experience because I was so afraid of being too much. And I look back at those pictures and I'm mad at myself for it. I finally got the courage up five or so years into the marriage to say, I love my ring. Thank you so much. And here's the truth. He goes, no problem. And he got me a new ring and I still have the other one. Ask for what you want. Get what you desire. Don't worry about what other people say is appropriate or acceptable. Don't worry about people thinking it's too much. If you're too much, then they think they're not enough. Just go for it. When we talk about BU, this is a great example. And I'm talking to myself here. Authors many times say that they write the book for themselves. I'm realizing this podcast is for me, probably more than it is for anyone else. And I didn't know it would be that way. This is such great coaching for me. So I'm telling myself right now, you deserve it. Be yourself. Treat yourself. Get what you want. Don't apologize for it. You'll never be too much, ever. Because God says, that you're not just enough, you can't be too much. And I'm pretty sure God's right. So when you look at women and you judge them for being high maintenance, remember you're only judging the part of yourself who's afraid to be that or who is worried that you might come across as high maintenance or too much. Celebrate her for taking what's hers without apology. Don't judge her. Celebrate her. If someone wants to dress up and have fake eyelashes and do their hair and have their nails done or whatever that looks like, and they want to come to a barbecue dressed like they're going to the Kentucky Derby, let them. If someone wants to have a second or even a third wedding to their same husband and wear a bigger, flashier wedding dress every time, who cares? If you want to have someone clean your house three times a week, if you financially struggle, but you want that and you're willing to forego other things, do it. And if you can financially afford it, do it. I felt so uncomfortable having someone clean my house. I thought that was so just too much. I was so afraid. Oh God, I I couldn't even like admit that I wanted someone to do that. One, insecurity. Two, control issues, right? So many things go into that, but also too much. I wanted to be low maintenance. I wanted my husband to say to people, oh my God, she's so amazing. She has this great business. She's a mom. She cleans the house. She makes dinner every night. And I said something like that to him. And he goes, Jill, I don't give a flying F. That is not why I married you. I don't care if you ever, 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 ever do anything like that. That's not your role. Just because you're a female, you don't need to do that. He goes, I don't want to do it. So why would you want to do it? I don't care. And my first reaction was, thank God I married you. (laughs) And my next reaction was, okay, well, maybe I need to tell myself that. So I'm practicing it and I invite you to do it too. I'm practicing. It does not come naturally to me. Because you know, I've openly talked about how I don't do things for myself and I don't make time for myself and I can be a martyr, the martyr of martyrs. 
yet I am practicing by saying that I want nice things. I want to get my nails done. I want to do things that are for me. I just started treating myself to blowouts, getting my hair blown out. And it just, to me, sounds so like Real Housewives. So what? Who cares? None your beeswax. It's my life. And kind people would never judge me for something like that. Only insecure people, well, there's probably still kind, but only insecure people are going to judge me for that. Why do I care what they think? Remember, there's a small list of people whose opinions matter. Just a few people belong on that little tiny, tiny square of paper. And that's it. No one else's opinions matter of you. What they think of you is none your business. Take care of you. Love you. Treat yourself. Do what feels good. Follow your desire. Don't apologize to anyone for that. You're actually an inspiration. You're an example when you do that. All right, send this to a friend who needs to love herself more. Send this to someone who is afraid to be high maintenance. Send this to someone who you see as high maintenance and tell them, you know what? I admire you. You've taught me something. Let me know what they say. Have an awesome day.